Welcome to Thinking Bros. My name is Chris. And I'm Alex. We're your favorite corner store philosophers trying to figure out life one conundrum at a time. And today we're going to be talking about something quite specific. And it's going to be simply the phrase, you wouldn't understand. Because I personally think that it creates a lot of division in our society where there shouldn't be this division. Have you ever given any thought to this? I haven't. And I think as as you say this right now, I'm I have a divided thought about it. I half agree with you, half don't agree with you. So excited to see where this goes. Great. So we're going to be trying out a structure in our episodes. So we'll test this out kind of we're kind of half tested this episode. So let's start with what we think the general outlook on the phrase you wouldn't understand is. And I think it's I think it's quite widely used, and I think it signifies a certain division between two people's experiences. And the the difference between the two people's experiences is assumed to create a certain barrier in understanding, which I definitely don't agree with, because I don't think the barriers in understanding may be the barrier is in, you know, having the exact same experience. Yes, I cannot do that. Uh, I cannot have the same experience as someone else. The barrier may be in, in any case, I don't think the barrier is in understanding specifically, but the words that are used are very important here because people say you wouldn't understand. And what I'm trying to ascertain is there are other explanations to the division that happens when people want to, I think people have an intuition of a certain division. And I don't think that division is in understanding. And I think, it, in fact, that it is harmful to say those words and to truly believe that. Because what we say is what we believe, right? Words are reality. I think my my college teacher said that once. But Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see someone just saying you wouldn't understand just to get rid of someone, not to argue with them and to, to discredit the opinion of the other person when maybe they have something to contribute to their situation. First of all, let's try to give ourselves a few examples to work with and try to name a few instances in which people might use the phrase you wouldn't understand. First, I think I think when there are clear like group divisions between people, perhaps gender divisions. So uh, you know, I can picture a man saying to a woman, "Oh, you wouldn't understand this, you're a woman," right? Or the opposite can be true as well, right? And yeah, that's kind of a clear example uh, because it's it's kind of the most striking division it, it, because it's a biological one, right? Do you do any other examples come to mind? Yeah, I think that's <clears throat> that's a big one where it it's it seems more justifiable to say that because there are true differences and maybe some things that the other gender wouldn't experience that one does, and I think it's not an unfair maybe but not useful to to create that kind of division because i think the most important thing remains that we're like both human in a certain conversation and that we both can think do mental experiments that lead us to the same place even if as you said at the beginning the experiences aren't the same i don't have anything else that comes to mind right now okay the next question I have here is, is it actually possible to not understand something? As an average human, can, it, can someone simply not have the capacity to understand? Because, okay, well, actually, the, the usual language used isn't, you couldn't understand, but you wouldn't understand. But then again, when you try to transmit a thought to someone, the level of, you know, rapidity with which the other person understands is kind of your burden because that will vary right you can say the simplest thing you can say turn right here and someone will simply not understand right like you can imagine a certain gradient of well i would like to call it intelligence but it doesn't matter what it is right just ability to understand quickly so here the language used is you wouldn't understand but i i, I think it's it usually kind of means you couldn't understand because if you wouldn't understand right now, well, then it's kind of my burden to to explain it to you. That's all there is to it. I think it's 
mostly you wouldn't understand even if I tried to explain it to you. Right. Okay. So if we were using precise language and transmitting the thought that the people who use this phrase try to transmit, you we should kind of say you couldn't understand, right? Not you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't have the ability to understand even if I explained it to you and, and you know, tried my best because the point of the phrase is to stop conversation and to just end it right there. Yeah, which I definitely find is horrible in all instances. So here, if you ever wanted to refer to it, I have the definition of theory of mind, but we'll come back to it. So let's move on to what if if that's not what people mean, right? If let's let's give them some, them some credit, right? Let's say what they mean isn't really that the person couldn't understand, but in fact that they wouldn't understand it right now or whatever it is. I have kind of three ways this can go, right? Let's say I tell you that as a man, my life is hard, right? Something like that. And with the goal of kind of dodging the explanation, I tell you, well, you're a woman, you wouldn't understand my reality, okay? Something like that. That seems likely. That seems like something something someone would do, okay? I would argue it creates a barrier where there doesn't need to be a barrier because, and this is, actually, you guessed one of my biggest points. We're all human, okay? That's all there is to it. So, but let's give me some credit in that situation. Let's say I mean something else. Well, I would posit that the three possibilities are the following. Either I don't have the language skills to make you understand, right? I don't, I cannot confer to you this idea because it's a, it's a complex one and I'm not, you know, competent enough to do it. Okay. So option number one. Yeah. And you're going off the idea that everything is explainable, right? Absolutely. And if that's something you want to work on, we'll definitely do it later. Yeah, and yeah. this is why I mentioned the theory of mind. Option two would be, I don't think you believe me, right? I could conf I can tell you exactly the things, right? Let's let's say, right? Let's diverge from this ludicrous thought that something is unexplainable, inexplicable. And let's say it just it would take a lot of personal experiences for me to confer to you what that means, right? And then I tell you, well, you know, I have the societal pressure of keeping myself in physical shape because that's what an ideal man looks like. I have this, 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 this. And then the fear would be, I don't think you believe the specific things, the explanation that I'm giving you. Because when I'm conferring to you my personal experience, well, there's kind of a... When, when I tell you, okay, life as a man is hard, I can kind of like brush that off as... You know, put you in a category and be like, well, you wouldn't understand because of this, right? And then you have something to fall back on, right? Right. Well, we have this division, easy, right? But when I make myself vulnerable and kind of really lay it out for you, because anything that you say, you should believe and therefore be able to explain. I'm kind of opening myself up to this, this, this attack, right? Well, it's not about societal pressure. It's you know, maybe you're just insecure and you get your validation in other people's judgments. Well, okay. You, and then if you attack each of those points individually, well, then kind of my, my larger point is um, in danger. And maybe I think that's in a fear of that or in the fear of not being believed on those individual experience points. Yeah, so it's not uh, that the person wouldn't understand is that they're so maybe biased against you or so predisposed already to to not want to believe you that you don't think it's worth the energy to go through all the points and argue all of them to get your point through yeah mo mostly that's what point two means and then point three would be i don't really believe what i'm saying but the conclusion is kind of profitable for me right it's profitable for me in the sense that you know i can play play victim and say well look life as a man is hard the lazy and, option yeah the, the lazy option and the dishonest one and if I start explaining it to you, you're going to catch me in a lie. Well, uh, you know, uh, kind of the examples that I gave earlier, right? So I think if I were to sum them up, it would be, I don't, I can't confer it to you because I'm not competent enough language wise. I think you don't have a, the trust it needs 
for, for this point to go through, you don't have the trust in me that that, that kind of needs. And I don't really believe what I'm saying, right? Those are their three points. And if you see another one, I would love to hear it. But I think I, I kind of did a pretty good job giving the three options that encompass what the phrase you wouldn't understand is used for. And I also think that if you were very specific with your language in those situations and conferred the exact thought that you're trying to transmit, it would be much less harmful for, let's say, the division. That's We'll get to it later, the harm in saying you wouldn't understand, but for that division that you're creating, I think it will be much less harmful to use the exact language. Yeah, maybe uh, I've I've been thinking about maybe another option. I think sometimes people are just annoyed and don't like the other person and don't even want them to understand their situation. And maybe they, it's not option three where they are lying and not telling the truth. It's more like, I am telling the truth. I do feel this way, but you're not worth my time. Something like that. Yeah, but the problem with that for me is this is not only explainable, but you would also believe me if I did explain, but I'm not going to waste the energy on, on explaining it to you. But the problem with that is... Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying there's not a problem with that. I'm just saying that's the fourth option of what... Of course, of course. I, yeah. I'm just trying to identify problems with every single yeah, point. Yeah. And the problem with that would be that, guess what? You told me your conclusion, right? You took the time to tell me it's life as a man is hard in the example. Well, you at least want to sway my opinion enough that you told me that, right? You took the time to tell me that, but you're not going to tell me, uh, take the time to prove it to me. Well, that's kind of disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, it is disrespectful. What I'm saying is that you don't have enough respect for the person to actually engage in discourse. And, you know, it's like people, when people insult each other, they can just swear off, swear, swear each other off and then go on their separate ways. It's just, a way of being mean, you know, of, of getting like bonus points in life. I win. Right. That seems reasonable. So here are some theories about, let's say a person who says you wouldn't understand is kind of, has been molded by society to say that kind of thing. And let's assume their honesty, right? No Ill, Ill intentions, which have been kind of addressed in the previous points. Let's assume that they're honest, but misguided in saying it. What could that mean? This is kind of on a, on a more positive note because the other points were kind of incompetence or dishonesty, right? But here are some other possibilities. What they could be saying is you could never specifically feel what I feel, right? You could never be a man. In 2023, that might be arguable, but I'm talking to a woman and I'm saying, well, you have not been a man specifically. You have not felt what I feel and you could not live the experiences that I have the strength, well, mental strength to tell you about. We could be saying that, but that definitely, you know, loses a lot of value in the you wouldn't understand argument. We could be saying that it could be too long to explain. That's kind of, that was your point. Either we don't have the time or the... Not necessity, but desire. Yeah, the desire to explain it to that specific person, right? So I also not noted that down. So we've kind of, I think, I think we've kind of outlined the five things that it could mean, right? Sure. And the last two seem more reasonable, and specific experiences definitely seems reasonable. You, you someone that isn't some sort of person doesn't have some sort of characteristic or thing they do or something they are which another person doesn't have and would have to have to experience exactly the same thing like internal experiences that are true only to some groups that seems more reasonable yeah right and we're definitely going to get to that but um okay before moving on to the next points and kind of trying to ascertain that it's not only useless and not what we're trying to say specifically so it's in exact language but it's also harmful, and that's what I'm going to try to argue for. I would like to kind of conclude this part of the talk and answer the question, would it ever be justified to use it? And to answer that, we're going to need to answer the following. 
is it possible not to understand another human? Not to understand, right? Because that's the language people use. Right. And there's a difference between understanding and literally feeling the same thing that the other person is feeling. Right. Or all the other examples we gave, right? Because there there could be that barrier but there could be the barrier where well you don't believe me enough to for me to you know tell you all my experiences specifically and be in a situation where you're like yeah no i, I just don't believe that that specific thing happened to you therefore i don't believe your your bigger conclusion that being a man is hard right something like that but i think the biggest division here if we take it word for word what people are trying to say is you wouldn't understand and let's just kind of spend time on that understanding portion and for that i would like to introduce the theory of mind theory of mind is an important social cognitive skill that involves the ability to think about mental states both your own and those of others it encompasses the ability to attribute mental states including emotions desires belief and acknowledge and recognize that the other other people's thoughts and beliefs may differ from yours Right, so, you know, kids develop this theory of mind quite early on, and I think that this is the biggest, well, yeah, if you ask me, this is the biggest barrier that people have. Well, maybe there could be some dishonesty in them saying you wouldn't understand. Maybe there could be some, you know, lack of certitude in their conclusion. But, you know, let's even have a positive outlook on this. Let's say they actually try to mean what they say. Well, here's... The theory of mind this is where it comes in i think as a human living in a society again drinking Love game every that. yeah drinking game every time that i say society you have to take a shot not sponsored yet but by society no but I, by absolute vodka we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that later but i think it's a very basic but essential human trait and it's understanding that other people have full lives right and this is something I actually consciously came to rec recently. It, it, you know, it's it's hard for me to walk in the street and meet like, you know, well, not meet, but look at ten, tens of people and only see them for what they are. This is kind of where our episode on judging went, right? I only see their face and their clothing and the way they walk, right? This is what I have access to. And in that sense, that's all they represent to me. But when you think how rich, you know, 20, 30 years of life, I mean, obviously more, but just in in what I see every day, how rich that experience is, how they, they each have internal thoughts, how every single person walking on the street has a, a history as rich as yours, right? And you, you think you're the center of the universe, right? If you didn't really give it any thought, I mean, you have all your memories, you represent, you know, 20 plus years of memories in your head but all the other people what they mean to you is i don't know a face and some clothing but when you spend time on that you understand that they have that experience as well and i think that in breaking that barrier and having this basic theory of mind trait you understand that everything people other people are telling you of course if there's the honesty factor present if you believe what they say if you have reasons not to believe then we'll get to that later but if you believe what they say, there's nothing that should be unexplainable, correct? Right. And I, I think we need to like define exactly what they mean by understand, because that's the important part. I, I think we both agree that it's reasonable to say that someone else can't experience exactly what you're experiencing, what you're experiencing, the same feelings in the same situations. Or maybe they're, they're feelings that you never feel and they feel it right now, some sort of unique experience to them. But I definitely talk to my friends and listen to their problems, which are different from mine. And I can imagine how they feel, or I don't even have to imagine. Since we have that honest connection and the trust, they tell me how they feel and try to explain it as best they can. and. I think in conversation, you sort of align and realize that you do understand the other person. I've never experienced the pains, the sicknesses, the losses that another person has experienced, but 
through, you know, theory of mind and knowing that something is going on in the other person's mind, you try to understand and you, you can imagine. It's definitely true for me that I, I can't imagine uh, the sort of pain or, or happinesses that other people experience because they, they tried to explain it to me. And, you know, you, you can sort of test as you're going through a conversation if you understand the other person, if you're following their thought process because they keep talking and you sort of ask a question, guessing where their, their thoughts are going. And if you're right, you sort of know that you're in the moment in the conversation right now and you're aligned mentally with them and sort of partially emotionally. So maybe you don't understand them to the extent that you can feel exactly what they feel because you haven't had the same experiences and you haven't led the same life, but you understand them in the sense that you can relate and understand why they feel so sad or so happy. Absolutely. And you keep mentioning this and this is exactly where the conversation is going and it's about because you decided that's where it's going no it's you know it's the universe it's the universe that's leading us there but on our pursuit of truth yeah in our pursuit of truth of course in our you know galactical pursuit of truth and it's let's say what they're trying to say is you cannot feel what i feel right yeah and and this is where my, my mental, my thought experiments come in because, well, actually, I just looked up the, the, the meaning of the word understand and um, according to Oxford Dictionary, it means perceive the intended meaning of, right? Which is even takes away more from the expression you would understand because anyone can perceive the, the intended meaning of your words, right? It's not even, I need you to kind of imagine what I feel. No, no, no. It's, it's you have to perceive the intended meaning of my words. Right. And, and I think with enough work, if you care enough about the person, it's never happened in my life that someone, if they truly want to get something through to me and explain it to me, and it's the same for when I explain something to someone, they understand to some extent. Understanding the intended meaning is a very low criterion. You don't, yeah, as you said, you don't have to feel the same thing they do or even know exactly exactly how they're feeling absolutely and here's where we get to my delivering a baby pain example okay let's say this is something likely let's say a woman who has given birth tells you right you wouldn't understand the pain that i have to go through that i had to go through to well to deliver the baby correct that's kind of likely yeah i've, I've definitely heard that before Okay, so many. What you're saying is many pregnant women have told you that, that exact phrase. Yeah, I have many, many pregnant women in my contacts. That's cool. So well, not anymore. They're not pregnant anymore. You know, don't you know? As they say, don't infer causality where there's only a correlation. But so they they gave birth, but maybe they weren't pregnant. Oh, no, the, maybe they gave birth and they're still pregnant. No, the the correlation is they're in your contacts, but there's no causality there. No, no reason. We met at yoga. Hot yoga on Sundays. So let's, let's get to the example. And if that's a likely example in your mind, and that's, that's something that you, you would kind of see a normal use of, you wouldn't understand in normal life. Well, that's great because here, are the, here is what it means. What they're saying is you have never felt a pain as great as that, right? A physical pain. And we're kind of reducing the, you know, the subject, well, not even reducing the subjective element because pain is subjective, but they're kind of telling you, look, you have never felt a level of pain that compares to that. But my point is, anything we explain to anyone in, in life, right, bases itself on common points between the two people, okay? When I tell you that what I ate was an 11 out of 10, right? I, I just had a meal. It's the best thing in my life. I'm going to try to think about something that we have both experienced, right? A really good food that we have both eaten. And I'm going to kind of give you the gradual, right? The, the, the comparison of how much better is what I ate than you ate. Yeah. And the, I imagine where you're going is that the common experience that men also experience that women do too is pain. Absolutely. And I think 
the the mere thing the mere fact that we're humans means we share at the very least one thing in common with every other human right the, i mean i could tell my cat you wouldn't understand something that's fine love you oreo but schizo <laughs> schizophrenic imagines cats that's fine that's fine you wouldn't understand how feelings being schizophrenic feels but what i'm trying to say is every human right this is like the very baseline of being human means we have at the very least one thing in common but in any given situation we have more than that in common correct at the very least you have felt pain okay you've stubbed your toe well, maybe the pregnant woman has stubbed her toe as well, right? And you can build on that and kind of tell you that, you know, stubbing your toe is a three, giving birth is a 92, okay? Well, there you go. It has been explained to you. It has, A perspective has been given to you. But the problem, my problem with this is, and this is kind of the, the part where we get to how it's harmful in creating divisions that shouldn't be there. Here already, you know, you're creating some, some sort of animosity of, you know, you're not me, you can't, you can't understand what I'm going through. There's there's a certain animosity there. There's a certain like, you know, being uh, spoken down to. Like, nah, you know, you're there. Maybe, maybe not in a specific situation, but you you wouldn't understand. Could be perceived in that way in certain situations. But my my problem with that is, and why I keep saying you're creating a barrier that isn't there is that literally everyone's experience is different, right? I I I, th I think into intuitively that woman could tell another woman about that pain and they would feel you know closer in the understanding even though that other woman hasn't even given birth right they, they wouldn't say to a like another girl that hasn't given the birth like oh you wouldn't even understand because they know you know perspective wise that's something they're probably going to go through yeah yeah and it's definitely weird right i think most most of the time when people say this you know i i said i've definitely heard it before but i don't think i hear it very often but it's, it's just sort of weird to hear that conversation of women saying oh well we give birth it really hurts more than anything else in the world and then the guy is like oh getting kicked in the nut really hurts and you don't know how that feels and i mean i've had that conversation conversation more times in my life than i would like and that's probably like three times but you're right definitely even between women the experience is different, maybe as different as it is between a man and a woman. You know, what's the difference between a woman that hasn't given birth and a man in terms of knowing what it feels like to give birth and how painful that is? And also between women that have given birth, our mom gave birth to us without uh, epidurals and her subjective report of the experience is I don't know why everyone around me was screaming so much. She just went through it. Our mom's pain tolerance is insane. And other women wouldn't understand her. And women that have given birth with low pain tolerances wouldn't understand other women. You know, we're a woman and another woman can be more different than a woman and another man. Yeah, I think this is going to definitely go like a big argument in our episode on you know, categorization, but this is what people do, you know, they create categories that don't really exist. Okay, well, let's say the, the strictest category between someone who can understand that pain and someone who can't is the women who have given birth. Well, number well, one... Well, I, I don't know if they're categories that don't exist more than categories that aren't relevant to that specific Yeah, yeah, the, they're right? categories yeah. that aren't relevant to the understanding in that sense, and that's what I'm trying to say, but if you go through, you know, kind of a gradual build up towards the the same experience as the person who is saying you cannot understand what i you know you cannot understand this you realize that the categories aren't again relevant right if you see the pain tolerance chart right people i think it's a it's a pain study that subjected people to the same exact level of shock okay have you ever seen that graph no i don't think i have okay it's essentially Oh, I think I think it's it's kind of the way the graph was built makes it look like an x equals y function, but essentially what the point of the study was that what let's say one percent of people rated it at every pain scale from one to one hundred. So one percent of people felt like that pain was a one percent of pain, 
1% of people felt like it was a 2% of pain, and 1% of people felt that it was 100% of the pain threshold. The, the same stimuli? Same stimulus. That's, that's how subjective pain tolerance is and how varied, varied it is in the population. So, so one person received like the first shock of the gradient and said, oh, that's too much. That's 100% of my threshold. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's incredible. And I, I think, you know, it's, it is kind of, this study is relevant to the narrow example that I'm giving you about pain, right? You wouldn't understand the pain that I go through, right? Like, but men have, you know, situations where they can say that and women have situations where they can say that. So it, it kind of encompasses more than just that example, but still, but you realize that that kind of applies in many more areas of life. But also you take also women, you know, right? Like, let's go to the other side of the, of the category that has been created, which we've argued isn't relevant for the situation. And let's say, let's go to women who have given birth. Well, okay. Let's say there's like an insane amount of variability between their pain tolerances. How long was the delivery, right? Two hours, one hour, four hours, you know, some people struggle with that. How you know, did she give birth to twins, right? So you're creating this category and assuming that only these people can understand what I've gone through, but those people can't even all understand what you've gone through. And some of those people, you know, if you really take things for what they are, would even be entitled under the assumption that it's a justified use of that phrase tell you you wouldn't understand what i've gone through what if you're at the one percent of that you know pain tolerance spectrum right and yeah i i think people often forget that we're all human in the end and that's that's harmful to me yeah yeah i can definitely see your point of categorization being harmful i think you know we're talking about this example and Oftentimes, that conversation, I feel like it's either a joke or it's people just being salty and wanting to prove a point. It's not honest conversations that, that contain this sort of argument. But definitely, it's, it's not useful at all to create the, these categories in, in these sort of conversations. Because what's most important is that each person's experience is different. As I said earlier, as you just said, between women that have experienced childbirth, the experience is different. Maybe just as different as it is between a woman and a man, maybe more different. So it's really useless to, to sort of segregate a portion of the population and sort of abstain from honest conversation for no reason. Yeah, and I, that's this is what I thought every conversation with between humans would go as, right? You find a common point and then build an explanation off of that, right? Otherwise, you're, you're not having conversation. You're just arguing to, to prove a point and to, to win, right? You're not trying to reach some consensus. You're not trying to move forward in life. You're just proving a point. Yeah, and we had this conversation like yesterday, right? Oh, I mean, I think it was a hypothetical example, but some, someone saying, oh, my transition was so hard. My transition between universities was so hard. Okay, what exactly was hard about it? Oh, you went to the new university and you didn't have friends make them right like <laughs> this is again i don't, I don't know how relevant that is to our current conversation i don't, know, but I don't yeah. know how relevant that is but what i'm trying to kind of portray with that is in creating that category well let's say you were to create a truly you know narrow category that actually encompassed everyone who truly not even understands obviously we've determined that's not the proper use of the term but feels what you have felt right and obviously well to you know, if you ask me, that would be absolutely no one on this earth because every experience is absolutely different. But let's say you you test everyone's pain tolerance. So you're already you eliminate everyone with a different pain tolerance. Well, there's statistically different pain tolerance than you, right? You eliminate everyone who was on painkillers during their, their birth, right? You eliminate everyone whose birth on painkillers during their birth, during their their birth giving. You eliminate everyone who whose um whose baby delivery took longer or shorter than yours, and then you're left with like three people in the whole yeah, world. Three that pe can, people out of eight billion that would understand you. Yeah, that would kind of, of course, in in very accentuated quotes, understand you, right? 
So, okay, well, we definitely seem to agree on this. Let's not dwell on it. Because if we agree, that means we're right. Absolutely. This is the figured out, figured it out rating. It's not only, you know, it's all encompassing. It's universal. It's not about <laughs> us two. So what I'm trying to say is in explaining anything, because every person is, is their own person, you wouldn't build on your experiences. You would build on theirs, right? Have you ever stepped on a Lego? Lego? Yes. Right. Okay. Then I already have that. And any pain experience that I feel, I can relate to you, right? My experience of getting kicked in the nut was 75 times stepping on a Lego and on pain meter. And you can just sort of try to estimate it in your mind, try to get it through to the other person. And even if the experience hasn't happened to the other person, they can imagine what it's like. As long as you describe it the best you can and you, you feel they've understood, they have understood, you know, you, you've gotten your message across. Okay. Actually, I know that one of the big fans of this podcast would love me to talk about marginal cases, like people who are cognitively different, right? So maybe let's stick, just so we both don't get canceled, let's stick to the pain example and take the, you know, we know the example from Dr. House, the person who cannot feel pain. Let's say you had to explain something you see to a blind person, okay? Is there something to be said about that? Well. First of all, I think we're trying to establish a rule, and these are definitely exceptions to the rule, but they're not any less human, of course. So, you know, I, I still would argue that, yes, it would take a lot more difficulty, but you could try to, you know, use auditive cues and the way that some people people's voices are higher or louder and try to explain how you know, there's a very, very vivid imagery when you see like a green tree, you know, when you see spring, right? All the variety of colors, you could use a, a person's senses or you could, you could use their taste, right? Some foods are better than others. You could say some things are uglier than others, right? These are human experiences. You would base yourself on the very fact of being human, okay? Of course, I'm not taking any marginal case such as, you know, uh, a paralyzed blind and deaf person okay that i definitely agree with that that it would be more difficult to you know make them understand but i i think there's something very basic that regroups us as all humans and that is the only category which we should focus on in this situation definitely and i think that even if in this case in marginal cases it's more true that the person wouldn't understand what you're explaining to them it's certainly more true. You can find ways, right? With the senses they still have left, you describe it in terms of scales, more beautiful, less beautiful, more loud, less loud. You try your best to, to get it through to them. And they would understand less than a person who can see. But the phrase you wouldn't understand is still remains not useful. Is it not ugly and 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 bad to to just give up trying to explain to the other person when you can with your rational brain uh so often people just try to be like me but i definitely i have another example i don't think it's i think we've very much you know said what we wanted to say with the pregnant person example but i just love to give another example i call it the lucky immigrant versus unlucky immigrant and it's a person who, let's say, well, you know, for the purpose of this, a Ukrainian, right, who ends up in Canada, and they end up in very different neighborhoods. And one of them, you know, is very accepted. People try to empathize, empathize with them. People help them out when they're in financial need or, you know, in any other need. They make friends rapidly. Not a human. Any other need. Yeah, well, whatever. They make friends rapidly, whatever. They have a very positive experience. And the other person is kind of like lands in a, in a ra on a racist block. It's, the, you know, they're discriminated against. No one helps them out. No one wants to hear their story. They don't make a single friend. Then let's say they, they arrived here at the same time. A year later, they meet, right? And there's a certain, in their minds, there is definitely a parallel between both of those experiences. And one of them wouldn't even dare say you wouldn't understand my life to the other let's say just upon meeting right they would be like oh my god i'm so relieved someone who has been through the same thing as i have 
because they are an immigrant in this country and they have leave, lived here uh, the same time as I have. And then the unlucky immigrant would explain their situation to the other one. And the other one would say, what, what are you talking about? This is amazing. This is an amazing country. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having fun here. I've built relationships and people have helped me. And I don't think people would dare use the, the you wouldn't understand because this kind of like category that creates in their minds to facilitate, you know, the cognitive load. That's, that's a moment where the barrier wouldn't exist, correct? But it should because... Well, it should in the sense that if you would have one with people who are, in quotes, different from you, might as well have one with people like this, right? Like, intuitively, people wouldn't have that barrier in this situation, but they should. This is what I'm trying to say. Is Yeah, yeah. Are, are you saying, like, I think this is a good example to to talk about categories and how they matter less than people think. In this case, uh, you wouldn't understand may be more valid between those two Ukrainian immigrants than it would be between the Ukrainian immigrant and... I don't think it's valid anytime, but what, what I'm trying to say is kind of this, just to show a within-group difference so large that it kind of... Yeah, I, I said more valid. I didn't mean, like, actually valid, but it's it's... What I'm saying is the difference is more pronounced between those two immigrants than it could be between one of those immigrants and someone else in Canada that had other problems and maybe had similar experiences in some sense. Just meaning that, as we showed with the other example also, those categories don't matter. What, it, what matters is that we're all human and the specific experiences we've had make us different. We can always explain to the other person, try to explain so they can try to understand what we feel like, what we've been through, no matter the categories that people put. Right. And of course, based on everything we've ever said, the unlucky immigrant could, you know, say to the lucky immigrant, have you ever been looked at as though you're despicable, right? In your life, have you ever been looked at, at, uh, at like that? And let's say the lucky immigrant says, yeah, once, you know, this, I don't know. This uh, rich person saw me wearing kind of dirty clothes because I was coming back from my shift and whatever, right? The unlucky w immigrant would then go out to say, well, imagine that every time you saw see a, a person ever, right, in your neighborhood, and you walk around like that for one year, that's being human, right? That's the lucky immigrant being like, oh my God, okay, I understand how our experiences are different and I understand your pain, right, to a certain level. Okay. So it's, if it's not groups that limits our consciousness, uh, our, our understanding, then I would say it's consciousness. I say that because if you take everyone who doesn't have a consciousness, everyone, let's say, below us, saying you wouldn't understand would be valid to an animal, right? Is what I would argue, right? To a plant. You don't understand pain because you've ne you, know, you don't have uh, pain receptors. That's fine. That's fine with me. And if an alien showed up, right, and said, I can see a fourth dimension and claim that I wouldn't understand what that means. Well, first of all, I would start by arguing that I can already see three dimensions and just explaining me, explaining to me one fourth of what I don't understand wouldn't be that much of a challenge. That would, of course, be a millisecond before I get pulverized by a quantum beam. <laughs> but realistically, that would be a much more valid use of the term you wouldn't understand for me, right? If you had to set the limit, and give someone the permission to say you wouldn't understand. Would that be to, let's say, someone who has a more evolved consciousness than us? Or maybe, you know, if a cat started talking, only, but like only talking, right? Not developing a consciousness, whatever that means for, for them, right? Yeah, Would you and, give them and, the right? If it is possible to talk without a consciousness. I mean, I, I definitely see your point, And I, for now, I see no problem with that. I definitely think that consciousness is what defines it. And... I guess if seeing a fourth dimension is a more developed consciousness, then I can definitely see how that would be a valid use. And us talking to plants or aliens talking to us that are more developed is a valid example. But between humans, as we've said so far, I, I don't see with equal consciousnesses, with equal experiences, if we're ignoring edge cases where senses are lost or, or someone has less consciousness, even then, that's somewhat debatable, but if we're going average, that what's true for most humans, I think everything is 
explainable and understandable because we're all human. We have common points and we can go off at least something to explain our experiences to someone. 100%. And here I would like to, I think I've established two very important points that are required to create something that we're trying to create in, in situations where we say you wouldn't understand. Because I think that thing, the thing that precedes the you wouldn't understand is something that shows a desire for empathy. Maybe you have some counterexamples, but to me, the you wouldn't understand in more cases than not represents something maybe a negative conclusion or you know a negative mental state a person is in and without going to the details they want you to give them compassion because they don't want to kind of be re-explaining that right i think there's definitely another side to this of course where let's say someone very rich would say you you wouldn't understand how how cool it is to be me something like that right but i think more often than not it's to get empathy correct would you agree like just instinct instinctually yeah yeah i think either to get empathy or you know to to play the victim card and to get uh, i'm suffering more points great but i think we're very misguided in well, were, were definitely not were, but the people who use this phrase are very misguided in their in their use of it, well, which we've already established. But I think it instantly does the opposite, and it blocks the empathy. And this is what I believe why I believe it's harmful. So here's a thing that I wrote. I think I think you'll like it, and it kind of concludes quite well what I'm saying, what we're saying. At the end of the day, empathy is made easier with one trust and two understanding through explanation say saying you wouldn't understand this my experience whatever dismisses both trust and understanding and blocks empathy if you believe our conclusion that both trust and understanding are always possible to attain which was is kind of what we've thought about the following can be concluded if we don't have time to consider both elements and just stick to trust because our time is limited the trust must be so deep that it can make up for the missing element, okay? There is no explanation. I've never felt something extremely similar to what you felt, but let's say you're my best friend. We've been harnessing trust for years, and you tell me I am you know, feeling very sad these days. I won't require you to give me a whole explanation and the factors for which you're feeling sad. I will you know, comfort you, whatever. I will believe you. And when the trust is taken to the extreme, explanation is not required, correct? Well, a certain degree of explanation in the sense that you need to tell the person how you're feeling. What do you mean by explanation is not necessary? Well, because the thing that precedes kind of the you wouldn't understand is the I'm very sad. That is no explanation at all. That is just kind of the conclusion. That is the point. The explanation is everything that precedes in a person's mind why they are sad or the, the pain that I felt, right, let's go back to the pregnancy example, that the pain that I felt is, was monumental. Well, you know, you would, if you had complete trust in that person, no explanation would be required. No comparison between your experiences and theirs would be required. You would believe them on their word and you would, you know, do the proper, appropriate things in function of believing them completely on that, right? So the empathy would go through. Yeah. I don't really see the, 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 the point of skipping explanation entirely i think a certain degree of trust does tend to make it easier you know uh, you believe the person instantly and you understand that this person that never complains is that i've known for 10 years and i know they never complain is complaining to me right now so i know they're particularly in pain you can sort of estimate beforehand even before they've told you how extensive their pain is how it truly is how painful it truly is because you you've known that person you know their pain tolerance etc but you know there's no need to skip explanation they can still say it's even worse than that time i told you that this happened and you know try to make you understand better but trust is definitely a big factor i agree yeah one of the examples i had for that you know we've both watched one of the latest dave Chappelle specials and i think i i really want to convey this you know very accurately but essentially Dave Chappelle has trouble understanding what a trans person 
you know, must deal with. And this was a very big example. And, you know, he spent definitely a lot of time talking about this and why they want to go through the decision that they want to go through, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, kind of the conversation between him and his friend gets a little bit heated about that. But what the, what the transgender person then says is, David, I, I want you to understand that I am a human and I'm going through human experiences experience. Can you at the very least understand that? Right? And this is where Dave Chappelle's disagreement kind of goes away and he fully understands that that person is, you know, dealing with a lot of difficulty and and it doesn't matter that he doesn't understand transgenderism. He forgets all of that because he of course he hasn't ever gone through that specific experience. And that's fine because we're all human as we said. The way kind of that discussion ends is with the friend just saying, okay, you don't understand the transgenderism. Do you understand that I'm a human and that this is clearly quite a hard time for me? And then Dave Chappelle kind of, you know, as much as he opposes it, he, he thinks or that- doesn't understand it at least. Well, yeah, doesn't- Doesn't hasn't, relate, hasn't, can't relate. Hasn't yet understood and can't relate. He says- you know what? You're my friend. I have that trust. And if you're saying to me that you're going through a human experience that is hard for you, I believe you. And this is kind of my example of extreme trust in the sense that they're friends and zero understanding, no explanation. Like, yeah. Yeah. Then, then again, I think this is a good example. I, I don't know to what degree the phrase you wouldn't understand is not valid in that, in that example, in that sense, because in some sense, Dave doesn't understand what the person is going through, doesn't understand the pain they're going through. But as, as we've said in another sense, that, that's very appropriate that that person literally said, I'm a human going through human experiences because that's exactly what we're saying right now. Yeah, but in no sense couldn't he understand, correct? I mean, I think people have, definitely have hangups and you know th certain barriers, barriers that they must break through on their own and... Uh... You know, I don't know, be it ego or what, whatever. But I'm saying is, it's in no way can he not have the capacity to understand it. Yes, he does not understand it at that moment. And I even know that, you know, in this story, there was effort put into the understanding part of it that didn't go through. Okay, that's fine. We we we're not saying there aren't barrier barriers in that. We're just saying it's very important to break them because. Otherwise, you're blocking it. Right. So, so in that situation, that's an example of an extremely complex mental state that not many people experience and that Dave could never experience or maybe could, but not definitely could, but will never probably. But where the phrase you wouldn't understand just matters so little, because as long as those two people are friends, there's no usefulness to, 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 to saying that because what you're looking for is empathy. And, and a friend that's there to go with you through those hard times and sort of sort of patronizing the person and, you know, creating a divide is so useless because if they're your friend, truly, they want to be there for you and saying you wouldn't understand just you're probably bitter and they're bitter because you said that to them. And it's just so counterproductive. Absolutely. And I think the opposite is also true. A perfect understanding could happen when there is no trust. A perfect, a perfect stranger could hypothetically approach you, right? And tell you about an experience that sounds exactly like something you've lived in the past, right? They tell you about their high school days and they were bullied for, you know, being short or whatever. And then the social dynamics match, right? There's this one guy that was always on his case for, for being short. And then in your life, there was also this one guy who was always on your case for being overweight, right? The pranks that they pulled on you and the story kind of matches up and you're like, okay, I have felt something extremely similar, although it's not even for the same reason. And it's a different high school and it's different people. That's a case of perfect understanding. And it's a case of zero trust in the sense that you wouldn't automatically trust a stranger. And I think that's quite likely. That's a quite likely thought. So each factor taken to the extreme can promote empathy. But my argument is saying you wouldn't understand blocks both trust because, you know, in a way you're just saying, well, because of the options 
of what you wouldn't understand could mean that we've outlined earlier, you're kind of blocking that trust because there's either not trust going from me to you or there's not trust going from you to me, right? There's there's a blockage there. Or, of course, there's a lack of understanding, which is kind of what we think is the easiest element to move around that, right? That's the independent variable that can be worked on through explanation, through developing the language that you use, through being honest in your experiences. But trust, that's something that takes years to build. It's not about a conversation, right? You could meet a stranger and you can trust, well, you can understand them more 30 minutes after meeting them because they've taken the time to under, to make you understand their story. But are you going to trust them that much more? I mean, you haven't even gone, gone through any experiences with them. I think that's that's a good way to categorize it. The The trust element is just the bond you've developed with that person and the implicit trust you have with them that makes you instantly believe them. And the understanding part is the fact that we're all human and that we share similar experiences and that apart from edge cases that are very complex, it's usually 100% guaranteed that you can explain something, some experience to some other person because they've had a similar experience to a lesser degree or a greater degree or something very close, which you can use to convey what you feel or, or what you went through. Right. So this is what I wrote down. Both elements must be present for an optimal understanding. Trust is extremely hard to develop. For some, it may take years. So the variable that we must manipulate is our explanation to promote understanding to a point where the other understands. This can be used for anything ranging from strangers to good friends. So here, maybe an example with pop will pop into your head for explaining what we've just concluded. But I have an example about a comedian that we both listened to, to his podcast and it's Chris D'Elia. And it's kind of an inception element where he tells a story about the people in his life. You know, he had a child, I think, quite late in his life. And the people in his life telling him about how being a father is the greatest experience on earth, right? The greatest experience some, someone can experience. And he had trouble believing that. But when he had his first child, he understood everything that the people were saying, right? Instantly. Well, you know, I've listened to a lot of his podcasts and I think there's, I've established some trust because I have very similar ways of thinking than he does, as he does. And through that, Kind of the trust has accumulated and when he tells me in addition to telling me right like this is something as well that i've lived through hearing other people in my life telling me that being a father is the greatest thing ever and not believing that and not understanding that because i haven't yet experienced it but then he gives me this explanation of him him having gone through the same thing and i know that we have similar ways of thinking which is for me the trust component and then he tells me, oh, that swayed his mind, that actually having the child swayed his mind. And this is kind of an inception example where he goes through the same thing as I do, but I don't need to have the child to understand the following. When I have a child, it's going to be the greatest thing that has happened in my life. And I know that right now. Okay, I'm saying that right now. And I have understood that before having the child and experienced it. Because, you know, of course, trust component, understanding component. Do you have an example or? Okay, yeah, I, I don't have an example. But I think that was a good one. Maybe, maybe something pops into your head, but I think one of the things that I've tried to establish but haven't given much explanation for is the animo animosity component, where in saying you wouldn't understand creates a certain condescension, a certain additional barrier over a lack of empathy that even creates something negative, not even does the opposite of what it's intended to do, which is like, I feel like people are just trying to bypass the explanation part, the trust part, and just say, no, you should believe me, you know, you don't have the capacity to understand this. Trust me, this is very difficult for me, right? This is kind of their goal. Well, I'm saying, one, it accomplishes the opposite. Well, in not accomplishing that goal, but also by adding something very opposite to empathy, which would be animosity in this case. Do, do you have the same intuition, if, even if you don't have an explanation for that? But You mean if, even if I don't have an example? Yeah, okay. Well, I, I definitely do feel the same. Like, it, as we've said so far, it's simply counterproductive. It seems counterproductive to me to, to say that. As you said, maybe most of the time it's to elicit empathy. I would also say that it's to prove a point and have something over on someone, right? Having some experiences, having some experience, some pain that's greater than the other person. And, you know, there's some 
there's some pride that people take in, in you've never felt this and they're trying to put it in the other person's face. And it's, it's just so counter to what we're trying to do with this podcast, create conversations and, and link people together. Yeah, we, we do have a kind of a greater purpose for just uniting humanity, which is why we kind of started this thing. You're welcome. Yeah, but let's try to be cool. And this is kind of a bad example, but I, I just wanted to still mention it. And it's a pop culture example where, you know, the famous scene when the Joker says you wouldn't get it. Uh, are they in a prison cell? Yeah, yeah. And he's smoking. So there, of course, I think he he starts laughing hysterically at something that happens. And the other person says, why are you laughing? And he says, you wouldn't get it. Well, I think that's kind of if he, if he just said what makes him laugh. Right. Not everyone. I think it's, it's a pretty good parallel between human experience and the jokes. Right. Some people may find other jokes unfunny, but you can still explain a joke fully to someone. And it's not that they wouldn't get it. It's that their sense of humor doesn't find that funny. What makes a joke is the element of surprise. Right. And that can be identified in a joke, even though you don't think it's funny. Right. And relatability makes jokes funnier, right? There are a bunch of elements. And let's say I make uh, a joke about the experience of being overweight to you. Perhaps you wouldn't understand instantly. But if I tell you, well, no, it's funny because the penguin thing is about how I have to like wobble from side to side when I walk. But you've never experienced that, right? So you're not going to instantly yeah. be like, oh, penguins, right? But you're going to realize why it's funny to me through an explanation and you're going to realize the value of that joke. It's not that you wouldn't under, you wouldn't get it. You would get it. You may not laugh. Okay. But you would identify the value of that joke. Yeah. And I mean, what we're saying basically is that the joker should have explained it to the other person and maybe he wouldn't cause so much mayhem later. This is a, yeah, this is a public message to the joker. Okay. Please Just try to explain talk to your jokes, explain your jokes. Okay. No, but yeah, th there's the, the human component is just taken out completely. When you discredit the other person's humanity, that's sort of what you're doing. I, I think most people can agree that if there's empathy, trust, as we said, the other person cares about you enough, even if they don't know what you're feeling, they can be there with you, go through the hard explanation of a complex situation you're going through. And try to understand, understand how you're feeling, how you're portraying your feelings, how intense everything is. And saying you would understand just takes away the humanity of it, of, of, of that link you have with the other person. Absolutely. And in the same sense that people have different sets of sense of humor and have a different, you know, pain tolerances, it applies everywhere in life. But recognize this, recognizing the value of something should not take more than just being human and perhaps the time and the ability to explain something. So I think we followed actually our new plan for, for our episodes quite well. The, the structures we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go through that a bit? So our plan is to try to introduce the topic s succinctly. Wait. I don't know why you're pausing so much. That's a relatively common word. I just looked it up. I just learned that it existed, but right before the episode, he was actually, that's actually part of the preparation for the episode. Yeah. In my research, five new words every day. Right. Then we're going to say what we think the common opinion was on the subject, which we have of the populace, of the populace. You wouldn't get it. It's an inside joke. Again, even in inside jokes, you can just kind of tell the history of an inside joke. Exactly. That's, that's, that's tell the origin of the joke, what happened and they won't laugh. That's a prime example of maybe they won't laugh, but you've had inside jokes with other people, so you can understand. I hope you've had inside jokes with other people. Or the, you know, the classic, you had to be there to, to understand. Like, okay, well, I can imagine you being there and laughing at that a lot. And that's where that ends. That's cool. You don't have to make me laugh as hard as you by telling a joke. But anyway. Okay, sorry. From the top. We, are, we are digressing. We lay out the popular opinion, then we give our opinion, then we kind of present the thought experiments, the examples, the historical whatever. And then we try to give practical consequences of our conclusions for everyday life. Essentially, 
this one is a quite quite easy one and i don't think we even have to like say more than what exactly like one sentence on that and it is never say you wouldn't understand it's it threatens human connection and blocks empathy and they can understand use the specific language that you mean when saying when giving your point right if you mean i don't have the time for it say that maybe later you'll have the time for it don't ever block human connection and i think you'll always find in your experiences especially when there's a lot of trust already but also with with random people if they're reasonable enough they they try to understand people i i personally love to get something explained to me and sort of you know when you rephrase something that the other person said just to make sure that you you've pinned down exactly the meaning they were trying to get to you and the other person says oh yeah you got it i i, I succeeded in explaining it to you and that's satisfying and that's creating a human connection and all that is taken away if you say you wouldn't understand exactly and honestly i i think i would dare give this episode a 10 out of 10 figured it out rating because i don't even think we have we've had any hang-ups we've defined the limits of consciousness yeah you know we we've done what philosophers haven't for the past hundred years you know <laughs> we well, solved it on the lowest of keys i i i think i would tend to agree with you there there, there were some some places we had to, to untie knots but mostly we agreed on the topic and the figured out out rating is not only agreeing on the topic but it's also it's it seems undeniable that you wouldn't understand is just not useful and i think it's it's also not only not not useful but also the opposite which is harmful yeah harmful and and i think it this is a really useful episode actually one one of the first ones where it I sets a precedent it sets a precedent for future episodes and what what goal we're trying to accomplish and maybe some topics are less primed for that and maybe some topics are more just philosophical and fun to think about and less practical but this one particularly i think is a philosophical experiment that you can have in your mind. I hope you you followed with us in our thought process and and agreed with us through the whole way because this is a really inspiring message we're we're giving with this episode. Okay, I mean, is this a preaching podcast now? Yeah, sorry. I just like the episode, so I think I would I would also give it a ten. Awesome. We have our first ten out of ten, and we've set a precedent. You know, we've sent we've set a number of Legos stepped on pain rating for comparison comparing and now are now that we have a 10 out of 10 yeah we, we, we can say oh this particular episode was um seven tenths of episode seven absolutely i love it okay thank you for listening go to thinkingbros.com for more information or contact us at thinkingbros.thinkingbros at gmail.com we'd love to hear your feedback thank you to all the listeners i'm chris and i'm alex and we'll see you next week see you